Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Still nothing from Hannah Gadsby. Well, I was going to say, I think we should take this opportunity. It was even mentioned on Australian television. Was it? I did a thing for Australian television, uh, another interview, and they mentioned Hannah and the the bum bag issue. Well, it's gaining some traction. Um, that's good because as if we've all learned anything recently, if you if you speak out, you can, you know, get change things done. Change the world, yes. Ch- change the world, one bum bag at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens Extra. I'm Chris Sweeney. And I'm Alan Cumming. <laughs> I didn't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> I didn't do your accent. Do mine, do mine. Uh, um, no, I like when you say talk. Let's talk. talk. Let's have a talk about it. <laughs> Is that how I do it? My mother-in-law came to stay. I don't know. I love your. I love your I diphthongs. Like... You've got great diphthongs. Is that what you call it? It's when it's a vowel sound. It's two vowel sounds merging together, like talk. Oh, I thought you were talking about my shorts. Your espadrille. <laughs> like ow, oh, like talk. It's like ow and oh together. Talk. That's a different. Oh, okay. talk. 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 Now, Alan, what we what do we talk about on Homo Sapiens? We talk about um, our last guest last week was the beautiful and charming Justin Vivian Bond, and I have to say, um, I got such a lot of lovely uh, personal messages about uh, this uh, interview. Um, and Aww. yes, really nice. And um, I think I think a combination of things. You know, I know a lot of people who know Viv. Uh, it's Pride Month. Everyone's feeling a little kind of uh, into. It's Pride Weekend in New York City this weekend past, and mm. everyone's reaching out. But it was very, very heartening, very lovely. And I think it was a very uh, genuine, lovely conversation uh, that one. And I really, uh, I think it came over, and it was hilarious as well. I listened to it while I was working out. Really funny and really nice to the thing about Viv, which I think is fascinating. I have all. All the time available on planet earth for people who make the effort to make things better for other people you know yeah and that is what totally. Viv does. She does um but also i think what is interesting is when you have a persona online that Viv does which is very it's very funny and it's loud and it's all these things but to have a conversation with someone in this sort of very introspective way that like and dealing with big issues in um mm. v's life that were tricky and to hear v talk like that i thought was just that was felt really special to me yeah really and i think it's mm. you know it's about again it comes back to authenticity that you you really i think people i know i do and i think 
our audience does responds to to when you really feel you're getting to know someone and getting to and um hearing them talk mm. about things that they that you might not otherwise so authenticity is all as if we didn't know that already and it was uh, in uh, spades with the mix jvb correct um so on homo sapiens extra we also read your emails and your feedback we do review of the week where we give away a t-shirt one uh, from our favorite review on apple podcasts mm-hmm. we do wormhole of the week mm-hmm. uh and we do anecdote roulette where listeners where you write in and tell us who you would like us to get alan to tell us an anecdote about you can name high or low you- he will deliver <laughs> okay that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Breaking news, I'm um, experiencing a power cut as we speak, Gosh. so I come to you from 3G, maybe 4G, Alan, but which means oh. I've squashed myself into the corner of my bedroom to film so that the phone is up against the window and I have good signal. Gosh, it's like um, get- like CB radio in the 80s or something. <laughs> 10, 10 for a lady breaker. Can we have a moment for the lighting? Gives me cheekbones for the first time in my 38 years on this planet. <laughs> yes, and, it's, and you're looking down. <laughs> It's really remarkable. I know. This is this is my angle. A, I'm going to call it my 4G angle. I'm really shocked by that. Um, See, my, that's why after after 50, everything you must always be on the on, on underneath. That's it. When people ask me for a selfie, I always grab the camera and stick oh, it yes. into the sky above us and look up. Well, it's so funny you say that because I cut my teeth as a music video director. It's my first ever job. Yes, I know. And so they always used to teach you to film people from above. Always. Um, but it's so funny how that conversation has changed. And I bet it must be the same in film where the conversation would be so, I don't know, like kind of aggressively about how people had to look a certain way. And now I feel like that's changed, don't you? Um, well, yes and no. I was just thinking when you said that, like, I think that people are much more conscious. Real people are much mm. more conscious about angles and lighting and things. And we've all got those little things oh, on, interesting. on yeah. our phones, you know, the little circular light, what we call them. Everyone's everyone understands lighting and uh, airbrushing or whatever you call it, but uh, and and I think it's funny. I was just thinking about that thing I shot last summer, um, uh, Briar Patch, and the first thing I did, the angle, the the first when I walked onto the set, to the first thing, the camera was set up like below me, looking up. I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. Bad start from <laughs> Mister Cumming. Uh, but but it, but it's actually I think what I what I meant about that was that I think we've been so conditioned to always looking good. And of course, on TV and film, they always make you look good, even if you're dying. Do you know what I mean? It's a, a good version of dying yes. or good version of having some disease. Because um, it's showbiz. <laughs> but I think that it, that it has spilled into that language uh, of filmmaking a little bit, that actually weird angles from below or whatever, um, showing real people with their saggy chins and blah, 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 has sort of, um, you know, it's kind of lost its luster a bit because people are like, you know, Make them look nicer, always from above. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because social media, everybody would post a picture where they look good and they would do all the high angle stuff. Yes. But if you were to say that on a set now yeah. about a pop star, if you said, I don't think that that person there looks good and we need to film them from a high angle, the conversation I think would be, well, hang on a sec. Is that how they want to be perceived? They might want to look like this. It might be real. Don't know. Interesting. I think it's just always ask the person. I always want to look better than I actually look. I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> Amen. I mean, even... Amen to that. <laughs> Did I tell you that time when, when I went to, uh, when I was doing The Good Wife and I went to, uh, 
a lawyer's office to sign the when we bought our house to sign the papers, you know. And and it looked oh, like yeah. the offices of the good the, the lawyer offices in the good of all sliding glass doors and everything. It was oh, exactly yeah, yeah. like I thought, oh my gosh, it is like this. And then I thought, wait, something's wrong. And I realized that all the people wandering around, like first of all, it didn't look like they had enough extras. There's more there was more staff at the good wife uh, offices. And then I realized that they're all a bit shabby. Their clothes weren't so nice. Some of them weren't even wearing makeup. Some of the men didn't have any foundation on. And it was just that thing I thought, oh yeah, that's right, because this is real life and it's not it's much less This is real life. They don't have lint rollers going over their entire fa- bodies and faces at all times. At every at every turn. Yeah. Yes, very true. How's your week been? I've had a great week. So my bubble's been busy. feel like re- life is slightly returning to normal. What did you do about eating and things? We had a barbecue. But did you just, so you didn't have them inside? No. That's good. So we just had, because <clears throat> I didn't know what we're going to do when it hits winter, but we just sat outside and um, had a, a, the windiest barbecue I've ever had. Like the coal was practically <laughs> like blowing off the barbecue. But I was like, we're going to do it. <laughs> and British uh, summer. Oh my God. And it even rained at like two points, but we'd stuck it out. And how about you? Well, How's the restaurant going on your uh, terrace? Uh, fine. We've, been, we've had some thunderstorms the last couple of days. I actually had my breakfast mm. there this morning. You'll note my breakfast was eaten before I started uh, recording, everybody. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got up especially early. Uh, I had, yes, I've uh, yeah, got a little waterlogged actually, the uh, terrace uh, table. But um, oh. I was out there this morning having my, I'm reading this book I'm absolutely obsessed with called um, Shuggy Bane by the Scottish writer okay. called Douglas Stewart, this new literary sensation. So I was reading that, but um, yeah, we are having our first visitors this for 4th of July this week too. We actually had our first um, socially distant uh, drinks by the pool um, with some friends down the hill and uh, three people came up and it's actually funny because they'd done it before. This is our first time. We were very nervous. Grant was out setting cheers yes. up, you know, umbrellas and like two cheers and then like two meters or three meters gap and two cheers, then one chair. Electric fencing. It really was like that. Yeah. And uh, he was he's getting all worried. And they both came with their own coolers, with their own booze and their own food. I mean, that's the, what, you, what you do oh. now, apparently. That's the way. They were just totally unfazed by the whole thing. And it was really lovely. Well, I'm sorry, but post lockdown, I want that to continue. People can bring their own bloody stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, so we're having a couple of friends up for Fourth um, of July, we, uh, which is next weekend. So that's quite oh, actually the end of this week. That's quite exciting because people are going to stay not in our house in the guest house, but yeah, uh, you know, it's. I'm just I'm worried if it rains, can we force people to stay, stay outside? That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, if you go to their house. But uh, yeah, and you don't need as long as you're indoors. That's this, fine. Give them a brolly. <laughs> it's this whole new thing now of, and everyone's very understanding. And I think we are a little more, you know, behind the curve in terms of our because we've been up here in the middle of nowhere. We're, um, we're much less sort of uh, we're newbies at all this. But nonetheless, mm. I think it's you know it's the new normal, and I think it's it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, I, I agree. What will we do when it's winter? We'll have to let people into our house. And we'll have to keep them. You'd have to sort of disinfect the toilet after they've gone or something. That's the thing. Yeah, some someone posted this thing saying coronavirus hasn't. It's quite dark. They said coronavirus hasn't gone away. They've just got room for you in intensive care. That's, <laughs> that's like, absolutely true. So true. That's so true. That's you what it, that's the herding thing, isn't it? And also, that's mm. not true in some parts of America now. Alas, it's, that uh, it's coming back in huge. Like in California, everything's closing again. It's terrible. You know, and, really? and uh, yeah, California, which is doing so well, I just think people went nuts and the beaches opened and everything and all that. You know, and uh, I like Texas has closed back up and Florida, 
holy shit, it's just a disaster area. And of course, our government saying, um, well, the only reason we've got more cases is because we've been doing more testing. No, that's not true. And I suppose the only reason people are dying is because you've done more tests as well. Is that right? That doesn't make sense, does mm. it, Donald? Mike? Well, um, oh. as you know, there's been a slight thread of gold through these um, slightly dark times that we've had recently. And they've mainly been provided by someone called Uta. <gasps> oh, um, my God. Did, did, did our knitting presents come? Oh, my God, Chris, what? let me see them. <laughs> our presents have arrived. Oh. So... <laughs> This is my favourite thing in absolutely months. So what I did when, when this parcel arrived, I just want to tell you listeners, I did a like a YouTube unboxing video. So I will be posting that online. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> but this in the box, Alan, was this. Oh, it's a little bag for me with a little bit. Oh, a dragonfly. Gosh, dragonflies mean special things to me. Oh, isn't that nice? Dragonflies. That's so great that Uta put a dragonfly card on because I've got a special relationship with dragonflies. Like on the Have day the, the Grant Schaefer asked me to marry him and he gave me a, uh, that morning he'd bought, he'd, he, he knew he was going to do it. He'd bought this little ring that had a dragonfly on it, which I had to make into a necklace because the ring fell off. And then as we were, that morning we were driving to the farmer's market. There was, lot, there was dragonfly on our, like, you know, on your car that kind of sticks to the car and was sort of there, dragonflies. And then on the morning we were actually going to get our license we were at the stop sign and we looked and there was two dragonflies shagging on the aerial of a car. And we were like, what is going on? And so the die was cast, is that what yes, they say? Yes, the die Something was like cast. That. I'm dragonfly and crazy. So you've got red red polka dot little package here. I haven't read your card. Uta wrote me a lovely note. You've got a lovely note as well. Ah. I will be forwarding that in the post. Oh. Um, <laughs> as you may know, my postal system is a little slow. Yes. But... Um, I opened my tea cosy. I've got see. photos of it. Oh my god! I'll post them to you. And it's um, it's beautifully made. I don't know how she made it so fast. It's like the most beautiful tea cosy I've ever seen. Wow! Is this so, my parcel feel fatter because I've got my uh, bum bag as well? Oh yeah, you've got two, haven't you? Yeah. I Does it feel bigger that. than yours? Look at me. I'm like a fatty um, child. <laughs> it feels the same size. Oh. But if you see me round town with a bum bag on, <laughs> then you'll know why. Shall I take you over to some emails or some messages, Alan? Yes, let's do it. So, Alan, as you know, yes. you've been driving, you've been setting the world alight with stories of your power washing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I painted two chairs this weekend, just FYI. Two Adirondack chairs, yellow. Ah, oh, it's just so good for the soul, isn't mm. it? Um, so, I can't see who wrote this email, but it says it's direct addressed only to you, Alan. Oh, sorry. I've been cut out the equation. Subject, power washing. Alan, comma, like you, apparently we have been power washing the deck all week. Just finished up resealing it before listening to the podcast extra this week. Wanted to recommend a long-lasting deck product to you. Fucking expensive, but lasts forever. What? Also, FFS. Who, uh, well, actually, I'm going to tell you first, and then they've put um, Seal Wants Nano Plus Poly, which is a product with 26 five-star reviews on Amazon. <laughs> they've put a little photo for you there, Good Alan. And then it says also FFS. What's FFS uh, who, again? For fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love how you said fucking in the thing, but said FFS is like an acronym. <laughs> I know. I'm pursuing it as a man. He, he or she, he yes. or she. Um, who do all these twats whining about your eating think they are? You're getting up 
early to give them free entertainment and they have the nerve to lay all this Emily Post shit on you? I don't think so. <laughs> Can I reveal my naivety? Who's Emily Post? Emily Post Institute. Oh, Emily Post is an American author and socialite famous for writing about etiquette. Oh, that's right. She's sort of like a oh, I see. Victorian, you know, Martha Stewart. Okay. There's an image. Kind of thing. Uh-huh. Maybe we can cut that out so I just seem really clever and I knew who Emily Post That's was. a good one. Then I'll seem stupid. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the objective. Um, okay. So now the power's back on. This is thrilling for everyone involved. Um, I'm just going to do this on my laptop, which makes it a whole lot easier. I'm going to seal my decks today. I was. I'm torn, Are you? I'm torn between sealing my decks and burning some branches. But the thing is, I've got burning to burn, branches. I've got to burn for a spiritual reason. <laughs> uh, no, just because um, some trees got chopped down. A man came and chopped some trees down, and so there's all these branches, and you've got to burn them. And you're oh, allowed see, to. But I've just got to tell Anthony down the hill when I'm going to do it, so he can <coughs> alert the fire people that it's not a fire. And so, uh, oh. but I've got to do it on the middle. Uh, the um, the tree man said I should do it in the middle of their of our road, of our little track up the hill, so it'd be less chance of anything bad going wrong. But that means <clears throat> Grant's down in the city. So if he drives back, there'll be a towering inferno for him to drive through if I don't get it done in time. It'll be like that. That uh, do you remember that old Volvo ad when like a Volvo Goes drove through, through the a flames? Fire and, yes. And then there was like golden baubles everywhere. And totally fine. Okay, so. <clears throat> Um, now, hmm. someone else has been in touch. The names aren't on these. Um, subject, Kiki and Herb Memories. Oh. Dear Chris and Alan, uh, thank you for your wonderful episode with JVB this week, Justin Vivian Bond. It felt like I was reliving my youth whilst hearing tales of Kiki and Herb, Kiki and Herb and Viv. I discovered Kiki and Herb when I was 15. They supported Scissor Sisters on their 2004 tour. Hmm. I ended up becoming what would be now what would now be called their social media manager, managing their MySpace. It led, oh to all sorts of, it led to all sorts of adventures, including my first experience of queer clubbing, sneaking underage into the very game, gay shame that Chris referred to ah. that club night. Um, on the hour, every hour, there would be a fake suicide on stage of a different homosexual stereotype <laughs> and the coffins would be carried through the crowd. Oh I remember God. all this so now. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant and very much a formative experience. Um, thank you for spreading the word about V's brilliance and keeping up the excellent interviews. Oh, that's Michael, nice. that's who it's from. Thanks, Michael. P.S. Alan. Oh, P.S. Alan, we actually met briefly many years ago Ooh. at the sadly now defunct Rebel Rebel. Oh, Warder Street. Was that on Warder Street? No, it was on that square behind Oxford Street in London. Oh, yeah. Uh, downstairs, downstairs in a pub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to love that. that and was it was such all. Fun. It was all to do with Bowie and like yeah. how much Tony loved Bowie and stuff. Anyway, um, I had been invited along with the cast of Short Bus who were in town for the premiere. Mm. And I think you were doing Bent. That's right. I've managed to dig out the pick, which should be attached. I think I just told you I was a medical student and you wanted to play Doctor. Fun times. So I'm going to show you the picture. <laughs> uh -oh. Such a cool pick. No, it's a great pick. Can you see that? Oh, look. Alan's oh, taking his, his heartbeat. Heart. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I love that's that. That's so cute. Yes, I was doing bent. I'm so skinny. You can see. Oh, that's fun. When he said that's playing really doctor, cute. I thought someone else. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another one on power washing. Um, God, this is for a, for a queer podcast. You wouldn't think there'd be so many letters about power washing, would you? you I, you're so right. We just keep I've people booched, guessing, I've don't I've butched we? this thing up. 
To be fair, it needed butchering <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> Liam's have been in touch saying, just wanted to say the power wash convo was hilarious as right at the start of lockdown, my auntie seemed to be power washing constantly for the first two weeks. And every time someone phoned her, she was out doing the garage, the drive. <laughs> Alan and my auntie should have a power wash party. <laughs> anyway. You know, the latest thing I've Thanks. been power washing is the... Um, the, the sort of filter that you, I've got one of those little robot things that goes into the swimming pool because we're still oh, yeah, waiting yeah. for the final filter to be cleaned or something anyway. But I've been doing my own little, there's a little vacuum cleaner. It's like it goes back forward. And the, and the little filter thing for that's like a sort of a sort of silky, like a thick silky sock that, you know, goes over the thing and it gets really gungy. Oof. So I've been power washing my pool robots, silky <laughs> filter. Hashtag niche. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, whatever turns you on. Yeah. And um, someone else has been in touch saying, hey, this is going to sound really stupid. I love your podcast and Alan, but he may have given up your location. I grew up in Shilton. Oh, so this was to me, sorry. Um, I grew up in Shilton. My mum now lives in Carterton. It's just so refreshing to see successful gay people, successful gay people come out of this area. I now live in Manchester. Your podcast and mentality made it so much easier for me to realise there's no one type of gay and you have the conversations about gay sex and love that no one else does. Sorry to ramble, but it is really invigorating. Ah, oh, that's that you're nice. You're from my area. Isn't that's that lovely? Nice. So, um, but you... You were questioning that you were you were perceived as a successful gay there. I know, I was just being silly. Because you are, let me tell you, Christopher Sweeney, Go you're on. a successful gay. Alan, can you see me buffing my <laughs> yes, hair like I can. that? Thank we're on you Zoom, so I can see much. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. With or without power Talking cut. of hair, mine's gone into another. I've got headphones on. You can't really um, see the horror right now, but I've gone into full aging Lionel Blair. Now, for our American listeners, Lionel Blair is a sort of a, you know, entertainer, dancer, variety star extraordinaire of, of Britain. He seems to have been famous since like Cleopatra's time. And yes. he's very well groomed, but it's not a look that I would choose. And that's <coughs> the look I seem to have in this COVID hair uh, mess. You're also rocking some very cool dungarees. I I've got my dungarees to... for American viewers, would, overalls. Would Lionel? Oh yeah, overalls. I don't think would Lionel, Lionel would ever go near a pair of dungarees. Unless it was for a so number, Michael, unless it was for a kind of a number of like a yeehaw kind of country western number. Oh yeah, there'd be a hay bale. Mm -hmm. I um, one of his teeth would be blacked Blair. out with eyeliner. You know that sort of thing, freckles <laughs> and pigtails. <laughs> it's like the office workers in The Good Wife. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, my godfather when he died, very sadly, uh, I turned around at his funeral and there was standing Lionel Blair. I just, I was, I can't believe you said that. Oh, seriously, you, you've never told me I'd this. I never. You've known me all this he time. He never mentioned that. He never mentioned that he knew him. I, 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 if I knew Lionel Blair, I would be shouting it from the rooftops. <laughs> You'd speak of nothing else. Lionel um, Blair and Una Stubbs. Una Stubbs, another sort of, uh, you know, variety action actor, and she played. Love Una uh, Stubbs. She played um, Wurzel Gummidge, who was a scarecrow on TV. Her, his girlfriend, but she did so many more things. And they're sort of this sort of a sort of a dying breed of kind of like, you know, variety stars. You don't quite get in the same way anymore. And no, uh, that's very true. they're uh, just legend and also so nice. Yeah. Did you have a chat Lovely. with Lionel? Did you talk to any inside gossip on Lionel? I, I, no, I didn't. I just said, I said to my sister, it's not Lionel Blair. I think I might be Lionel Blair. <laughs> um, that was it. That was the extent of it. And off we went to the wake and, you know, 
other things to do. Yes. With tears to dry and, yes. you know. Um, we've had a message from uh, Becky. She says, adore in capital letters your podcast as a lesbian, as an lesbian woman. I didn't know it was an Anne. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so amazing to hear about all the interesting people and campaigns and stories on a weekly basis. Also, the film Alan was thinking about with Stanley Tucci a while back was Lovely Bones, incredible film and book. Oh, that's right. The one when he was the skip. The one when they had a party for him being nominated for an Oscar. And that's when I met Cher. My talks about Olives. Oh, because... Yeah, ah, he got so... nominated for an Oscar for that. He was a scary sort of man who kept the, uh, people in an underground bunker. Lovely bones. Thank you for that. Always flies is a story, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> should that take us to anecdote roulette? Let's. Why not? Who's it today? The first one we've been suggested is Michelle Obama. I do have a story about Michelle Obama. So I love that you have one. <laughs> so um, <laughs> when, when the Obamas were still in, living in the White House, when he was still president, uh, I got invited one year to the... Did you, did you freeze them out as soon as they left the White House? <laughs> not enough power. <laughs> No, I did not. I'd love to see them again. Um, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Matt I've been reading that he's back on the Biden campaign yeah, in a big way. Yeah, I saw that. But um, so I was invited to the White House Christmas party one time. And wow. uh, yeah, it was very exciting. And it was this party and it was all hilarious sort of, you know, combination of little sort of a marine choir singing sort of, you know, uh, barbershop songs. It was all mental, things like that. And then, you know, I up grazing at the cheese table and there's Glenn Close it was like it was one of those sort of like a dream you'd have and like you could go around you could take a tour of the White House and I've got pictures taken with all the portraits of the first ladies and stuff like that and then came the time when they were the Obamas were going to appear and it was like a rock concert there's sort of a little you know little little sort of velvet rope along this uh little route they're going to take from their quarters to where he was going to make a speech and it was like a sort of you know biggish party but anyway um we uh, we were st- 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 we realised it was happening, and we wanted to get close, wanted to see them, so we were up against the thing, Grant and I, and I had on a kilt. I was wearing this kilt, and I had on a, a like a kilt and a jacket and a shirt and tie. It was very smart, but I, it was very hot. And the shirt I had it was one of those ones with no sleeves. Like I like that, especially when I'm singing. I like to have no sleeves mm-hmm. in my shirts to get my arms. First rule moving. of performing. Yeah, and um, so I. Took my, I took my jacket off because I was so hot. And then all of a sudden it was the time when the Obamas were coming. So we kind of went forward to the thing. Anyway, so we're walking along and they're kind of shaking hands as they come along. And Michelle sees me and recognizes me. Like she knew who I was. And you can die happy. I know, I, seriously. And I, I was like, she went, oh, hello. And I was like, gosh, I still love you. And she sort of tapped Barack on the shoulder and pointed at me. And, um, and he said, well, it takes a, something like, it takes a great actor to pull off a, a shirt like that, and I just and I just, and I said the right to bear arms, <laughs> which was something which was a joke I'd actually stolen from him talking about Michelle. Oh, of course, he said she got in trouble her. for wearing no sleeves. Yeah, he said right? it about her, and then I said it, and he laughed like he'd never heard it before. I thought, well, that's a politician. And then, um, <laughs> and then the guy who was the sort of social secretary, I knew him. And we saw him afterwards. And then he said, as he was walking them to the elevator at the end of the speech and everything, uh, they were chatting and, and, uh, and um, they were like, going, did you see Alan Cumming was wearing a shirt with no sleeves? And, uh, and he said he was wearing a kilt as well. He went, oh, we didn't see that. There was too many people in the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Isn't that God, funny? I love, 
it's great to meet the Obamas oh. and an honour for them to speak to you, but to be part of their little post-match chat is Doesn't get much unbelievable. That. Does that's not the get best much bit because they could have spoken about anything. They run the free world and they chose to talk <laughs> about your sleeves. Uh, it's just so. Yeah. I mean, just regardless of your political persuasion, although not actually, but it just although, the, I, just on. the the uh, the the compassion uh, the inspiration and the dignity with which they held their office and they presented themselves in the world it's some it's just i just miss it so much i just miss it so much just like people who you like in a in a time like this you can turn to and you can be inspired and you can know that they're going to say something that will be helpful in in and even in a spiritual way and that's just something that i think you know, there's a spiritual lack right now in, in the world, but especially, I feel, in America. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm, very true. Yes, anyway, um, moving on. If you've got if you're in a spiritual zone, Alan, yes. do you fancy doing an agony uncle? Absolutely. We've had an agony uncle Let's question. Do one. I feel very got my okay. all my juices are flowing. Um hi, it says. I have worked in the same office for five years almost. I'm happily married and outside of work, I am open to people of my sexuality. In the office, only one person knows. Have I left it too late? I would be on pretty good terms with most of in the office. Another question is, do I need to be open? Thanks. Shall I clarify? Um, yes, please so clarify. It, it, let me get this straight, as it were. Uh, this is a person <laughs> who is married to a person of the opposite sex, but they're kind of like no same sex oh they might someone of the same sex yeah so fundamentally this person is out in their personal life but not out at work oh oh i see i thought they were bi-curious and say oh i see um oh and so now because they're married i think the the thing is that now that they're married as in they have a whole gay life they've never told anyone in the office have i left it too late to tell people and do I need to be open? Well, here's what I think. You haven't left it too late. You've left it late. But it's never too late to bill and coo at any age. One and one makes two. It's never too late to fall in love. No, that was a song. But it's beautiful. I think... Uh, I, I think that cost seems, us 500 quid. <laughs> it seems like you're... Uh, it's eating away at you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have written this email. So... Ooh, great point. I think it seems... And that's the thing about coming out. I think people... You know, you, you hear all these things about, oh, will it affect my career? Will it blah, blah, blah? Will it do this? What about the effect it has on you and your mental health and your physical health? Mm. 
I, I think it's yeah. really a, a factor that people don't consider enough. So I think it sounds like you are going down that slippery slope. So I would say, absolutely, I think you should tell. You don't have to. Nobody's forcing you. But it sounds like you want to be prodded. So I'm prodding you. I think you should maybe just say, mention it or have, or the next time there's an office party, bring your partner or, or I don't know. There's lots of ways to do it. You get drunk just... and snog someone. <laughs> but, and get don't into do trouble. that. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it sounds like, uh, it doesn't sound like there's, it would be a problem. And I think it's just the, the embarrassment you've left so long is the thing. And you just got to go over that. And you can just talk about it with people, you know. And perhaps, so the, she's got, he or she's got married recently and that's changed. This, is that what's going on here? Just, uh, <laughs> who are they? Um, they are, they're just married. But I, th- I suppose the question is, have they, I agree with you. They haven't left it too late. There's no such thing as too late. Um, and a few things spring to mind. One is that when you tell people this stuff, particularly in this day and age, they sort of often don't actually care that much because people are pretty interested in themselves most of the time. So mm. you can think it's a bigger secret than it is. Mm. Um, it, so think about yourself. Uh, and But then secondly, also think about the fact that I feel, and not everybody has to feel this, but we have a bit of a duty to be out there representing Absolutely. anyway. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, you know, say who you are, stand by it, and, he- and, and do and, your little and bit of work. And look after your mental health, you know. Don't yeah. Don't make yourself feel bad and always be worried and checking. And, and also, like, I'm, uh, you know Darren Brown, that mentalist? Yes. His show that he I saw recently, he's... He comes bashing on, you know, he's he's uh, he's gay and he didn't come out until he was like in thir- late 30s or something. And um, in his show, he t- talks about it. And the show is called Secret and talks about the secret that he kept all these years. And then he said this thing, because mm-hmm. like, the, like the secrets that we all have, when we tell people, people don't care that much. People, it means yeah. so many, that's the thing. It's like it's big, so many people when they actually do come out in whatever form. I, I bet you uh, the vast majority of them would be able to say, actually, it wasn't such a big deal. I mean, it was it was a big deal, but it wasn't the people's reactions. They were just like, oh, that's nice. Or we knew already or, oh, gosh. Yeah. And then they go, and I've got a problem. Let's go back to me. What about me? Um, yeah. Um, so, gosh, some wonderfully, beautifully even handed um, bomb proof advice, I would say there. Thank you, <laughs> Alan. Um, it's time for a review of the week. It's a polarizing. We live in polarized times. It's. It's a polarizing reviews okay. section. Well, it's good to get a bad one sometimes. Absolutely. Um, well, that I can deliver on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to ease you in gently. Uh-huh. Five stars, Your Majesty Sam says, wheeling over Alan's ramps. I love this podcast so much. Three hearts. Fill yourself up with love here, Alan. Okay. This series has brought in a new level of brilliant guests and open up conversations on topics not normally discussed with such honesty and humour. Alan Cumming is the epitome of hilarity and humour, whilst Chris adds his charismatic warmth and encouragement. What a duo! Personally, Alan's obsession with his ramps and how often he can chat about this vegetable has brought a new dimension to my life. (laughs) Being a wheelchair user, I will now never be able to request or use an access ramp without hearing Alan's voice. (laughs) That's That's funny. Uh, I love that. Oh, but there's a but coming, isn't there? No, no, this is the, that's the good review. Oh, that's the good review. I thought it was going to be a bad part of this review. Oh, that's great. Oh, bravo. I'm not, um, I won't be talking about ramps for some time because, of course, they're seasonal. Mm, that's true. Um, then, uh, Do you know what it is all about now here? Fireflies. The fireflies are out. 
Oh, it's wow. It's magical. Are you eating those? <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's just <laughs> Doing like... Doing those in a bit of pasta? You just put the lights out and you go outside and you just... It's wow. just incredible. It's like, it's like, you know, like a Disney ride or something. And it's just all these little... It's, and they're all looking for their magical. perfect mate. That's what I think is amazing about them. Are they? Yeah, that's the thing. The, the fireflies, they do their little light to try and attract pe- other ones like them. And I so, wish I'd but known then that I read Rebel, it. Rebel. I read up about it because I'm writing about it. And sometimes the female of the species impersonates another light, another sort of breeds oh. light. And then the, the man of that uh, light comes over and sits beside her and she eats him. <laughs> That's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> Sounding very similar to fucking going gay clubbing. Well, in it is a bit. Yeah, it's just sort of interesting. Like they lure you in. Doggy. But uh, they're, doggy, ma- they're absolutely stunning, and it's just prime uh, firefly time right now. So I, I hmm. when it gets dark, I like to turn all the lights off and just stand in the middle. I feel like this review is also making me want you to do like a recording, like a mind the ramp or type thing, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so the next one says, it says five stars, but I think that's wrong. I think this is a one-star review, oh. but there's been pasted onto the document I'm reading. Um, but who knows? The, the subject heading for this review uh-huh. is just the word no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it begins with why? Question mark. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I, get, I get that you like talking to each other, which we do. Yeah. But cutting off the guests and eating on the mic, really? Question mark, exclamation mark. Who is so. this? Sue Lawley. <laughs> I didn't think she'd come up today. Um, so that's that's it. It's short but sweet. Oh, that's it. Alan, you are, I'm putting you in charge. Who is going to get the T-shirt out of these two people? <clears throat> you know, uh, much as I'm all about smothering with love and uh, yeah. all that stuff, I think the love that I would smother this uh, last review with has been the fact that I, I am uh, made a vow to discontinue eating forever on microphones. So they can go and fuck themselves. And the, the T-shirt is going to the lovely person in the wheelchair who liked me rambling on about ramps. Yes, I am fully behind this decision. Thank you. Sam, Sam deserves this T-shirt. That's all I can say. Um, please, can you write in everybody who's won a T-shirt who hasn't written in yet? Because I'm in post mode. I've discovered a post box in the local village. So Great. it's all to play for. Hey, have you... Um haven't won one but you'd like to get one because there's a t-shirt and a lovely sweatshirt as well in a lovely grey colour uh, you can buy them either by going to alancoming.com forward slash shop and you see uh, lots of things there but you, if you scroll down you'll see the um, Homo sapiens t-shirts or else a very complicated website that Chris will tell you the name of what is it Chris? Do you know what, do you know what Alan just did there? They call it in retail upselling so uh, he tried to send you to get a t-shirt and then he just Little, little jab at the other merch available on his web shop. <laughs> all for charity. I see you. Well, not all for charity, actually. All a lot for of charity. It for very good causes for Black Lives Matter. <laughs> some of it for charity, some of it for to, to pay keep for the me, pool robot. To keep the dogs and milk um, bones. Yes, exactly. Um, you can go to everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens. Look how my voice went serious. Uh, and you can buy a t-shirt. And please send us your pictures. I love it when you send them in. Um, and Alan, did you happen to stumble upon... Aside from fireflies, any wormholes this week? Well, yes. I was, this is crazy. So my wormhole of the week was I was 
because there's this thing that I might have to go back to Scotland to do. Well, no, there's might. I'm going to have to go back to Scotland to do this thing. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And so I was looking at fl- flights to Scotland and which airlines are still doing them. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just sort of everything's oh, yeah. crazy right now with flights and also about the quarantine. And um, I was checking that the dog, that can take Lala, you know, and all this stuff. And uh, thank goodness uh, Delta is still doing direct flights. Anyway, I was doing all that. I was fiddly bobbling, fiddly bobbling. And I just kind of went on to a w- weird wormhole and I ended up at a video of a man... A religious person in America on YouTube saying that there was these pictures of me, various pictures of me from photo shoots where I'm just, you know, being seductive. And he was he was saying that all the hand gestures I may I, I was making were um the sign that I was a Freemason and I was um promoting Freemasonry wow. by all these crazy like I've got uh, at one point I've got my finger up to my lips, like I'm sort of you know, and he goes, That's that's oh. him telling people to keep the secret that is no longer secret. So I found this whole Well you did take me to that funny temple with all your friends, didn't you? What temple? I'm joking. Oh I see. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. I just got a funny elbow. You put me in that robe and I had to carry a candle around the place. With your, with your, uh, we sacrificed that. That, that goat lamb or something yeah yeah no it's, it was a little alarming actually just to sort of see uh, and it's, you know so it's also you think i have no idea what's going on here someone's saying all these ridiculous me you know with guy liner but on you'd and never, wearing clothes for like you'd some... never leave the illuminati would you i've <laughs> <laughs> got such nice things uh it, it's just it, it's just a, a little alarming and also kind of hilarious and i know if you and there's also you know when you're doing a photo shoot and you're just thinking of ridiculous things to do and posing and turning and putting your hand on your face and your hair and your head. And for yeah. those to be interpreted as um, Freemason symbols was <laughs> hilarious and alarming. So that was my, I went from like trying to buy a flight to finding out that it was sort of a poster boy for Freemasonry in one fell yes. swoop. What about you? What was your wormhole of the week? So mine started on um, summer footwear and ended on... Tony Blair's house. <laughs> so I went, it was, so the seasons are turning and it's been really hot here this week. So I was in the garden a lot, but I haven't really got anything to wear on my feet aside from like slippers, which are wintry. So I like go around the house in them. I was like, oh, I need some like summer footwear. But I don't know if you find this, I find it quite hard. I don't know what I put on my feet just for bumming around the house oh. in summer. Crocs. So it's like. Crocs up the wazoo for me. Yeah. Okay. So this was the whole conversation. So then I was like, oh, maybe some espadrilles because they're kind of lightweight. Yes. Don't know. I can see you in an espadrille. Yes. Espadrilles for our American viewers are, I think you call them deck shoes. They're sort of like little canvas shoes with sort of like, like bits of rope as the soles, you know, mushed up rope as the soles. I think they're called deck shoes in America. I don't think they they don't um, embrace the French, but yeah. And I can see you, totally Um, see you in an espadrille. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So then, okay, but then they sort of a bit laden with a certain thing. I was like, I don't think I want that. So then I was like, Birkenstocks maybe. I looked at them. Well, gosh, that's a, that's which a, is a that's sandal. Turning. And then at that point, William, my husband was like, no fucking way. You're not having a Birkenstocks. I'd love to know what view, uh, viewers, listeners think about them because they're a divisive thing. Then they I went are, on to vegan because uh, they, they do vegan Birkenstocks now. Oh, that's good. Um. So then I was on those. So then I was Googling was because William, I was trying to find the size I want. William not into the What's vegan that? Birkenstocks. By that point, he'd left the conversation saying, buy whatever you want. Uh-huh. Okay. 
so then I was like, I couldn't find them on the Birkenstock website. So I started Googling and then I found Tony Blair said, you don't need to give up meat to save the planet. So veganism isn't necessary. Oh, then go I was and like, fuck what? yourself, Tony Blair. So then I, then I clicked on that and then there was an interview, big interview with him this weekend. So then I started looking at that and it was quite funny. Like, I think it was Decker Aikenhead who wrote it, but I'm not quite sure. But it was quite funny saying that, like, since he's left office, he's behaved as if he's still prime minister and no one else has ever done that. Mm. And so he, like, has maintained this veneer of important person on the world stage when actually she was kind of like, what do you actually do? Right. But then then it started listing off where he lived and all his houses and his stately home. And then I was like, well, now I have to look at, like, How some stately he home. He's got tons of houses. How come? Because um, he's Tony Blair. I guess so they, they do books you know, and just, everything, don't they? And speaking They go around the world and, speaking. And also Sheree must Mays. be doing okay. She's a big fat lawyer, isn't she? She's a big cheese. And Theresa May has made a million pounds in the past year doing speeches, apparently. See, apparently. that to me is, I can imagine having Tony Blair, especially after his, you know, yeah. initial glow. But uh, Theresa, I mean, good for her. I'm, but I mean, that's what they do. I was watching that the Hillary Clinton documentary. It's a documentary series on Hulu called Hillary. And I was reading, oh, yeah. I was reading that. I mean, reading that. I was watching that last night. And you know, the whole hoo ha was about her getting money from Wall Street doing these speeches. And she said, you know, I actually really liked her from this documentary more than I've always liked her, but I liked her more because she said mm. she was very, she was frank and blunter. I wish she'd been more, you know, less diplomatic when she was actually on the stump, as it were. Yes. And she said, that's what you do when you're a politician and you you stop being a politician. You make speeches. People, you ask people to pay you and they pay ridiculous amounts of money to make speeches. You do books. You do speech tours. That's what you, that's, those are the options open to you. Everybody does it. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting, that documentary, because I watched it as well. And I watched it and I loved her and I like her anyway. But then afterwards, then I read reviews saying why it was such a PR piece. And, and I was like, oh, maybe. Well, yes, know. it was. And it was made by people that, I mean, yeah, but I feel it didn't shirk from difficult things. Uh, mm. You know, I, I, I liked the fact that she was so, she was, she really went off on Bernie. She, you know, she, yeah. I've never. I was like, oh, well, I wish I'd known that that you felt that vehement about him. See, that's the thing about these things. I think what, what, what people have the, you know, they keep talking about how the unlikability, all these things. I thought that was great. They discussed all that, and she was trying to work out. You know, she said they're the most investigated couple who have never been found guilty of anything in the world. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Most, and but it's an authenticity thing. There's people don't feel she's authentic, and you in that documentary she proved it. Because she was more authentic. Mm -hmm. she, the things she said about Bernie, the things, other, you know, stuff she said, are just the whole thing about, you know, you got glimpses of it from her when she was in, in office and when she was running, but you just didn't get the, the full thing. And I think that's, and also even the fact that she, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's so interesting as a, looking at as a woman and how actually how radical she was and how she had to tone that down in Arkansas and take his name and, pretend to bake yeah. cookies and all that stuff and then now and you know when she was running she had to she had to sort of try and not seem so radical uh i mean yeah. I had to try and seem radical again rather because bernie was taking the radical thing and it's just and if she was a man none of that would have happened so but i just think I had, it's yeah. i think it's it's interesting you have to, it's harder to be authentic when you're a woman because you've got just by being a woman it's full of having to flirt with not being authentic to get by to not let you know to because of the patriarchy it's shocking i had such a lovely thing on the radio last night that i was listening with half an ear on but it was a woman who was a comedian talking about how 
women are pitted against each other and mm. how they should be supportive of each other and they are supportive. And she said, and that's all great. But at the same time, why do I have to be sisterly and supportive to a woman? Why can't I be competitive? You wouldn't ask a man to be right. brotherly and supportive, totally. you know? Yeah. And I thought that was a really lovely point. Yeah. Um, so another um, barnstormer for wormhole. Oh, Tony Blair's w- houses. So he's got, he's got loads of houses. Tons. So I met um, Tony Blair too. Did you? Nice man. Yeah, I got invited to Downing Street to because uh, I'd helped in the. I'd introduced a rally. Oh my god, this is a funny story. So when he was the first time he got in, the you know the new Labour all that stuff. I yeah. hosted a rally for him in Edinburgh, the Usher Hall. This is centuries ago, and uh, it was very. It was it was kind of a big deal. I was really you know honoured to be asked and blah blah. I remember wow. I was so sweaty before we got on it having nervous sweats but then pre, was that pre short sleeve shirts yeah so i was still wearing long sleeves so there was, sleeveless yeah. yeah so and the thing was he had to leave immediately afterwards to uh go fly somewhere and they had to it was all a very you know complicated thing with all the security and everything to get him out so he went on made his speech and they played, it was again, um, that song, what was it again? The big... D-Ream. Yeah, D-Ream. Things can only get better. Things yeah. can only get better. And it was like, everyone's cheering. And and the people had said to me, when we give you the signal, you, because I was on stage, um, and I had to like give him the nod. And that was when he had to leave the stage, right? But he had to stay on stage until I gave him the nod, because it was all about this complicated way to get him out and everything. So the thing was... They weren't, something wasn't going well and they hadn't got the, the sort of channels open at the back or whatever. And so he was on and he was like waving and cheering and kind of looking at me going like, what the fuck, Alan, can't I leave? And I'm like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then I get like, and I was like, still not, still not. And it was, I just felt crazed with power because there I was dictating when the next future leader of the United Kingdom could could leave, could walk away. I love that. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, wow. that was exciting. And then I got invited to Downing Street to this party because all the people had helped them, you know, they had done those little parties. And they do that thing where, they, was, where you, you say, you go up and you say, and the man goes, what's your name? I go, Alan Cumming. And he goes, Alan Cumming! You like that? <laughs> they shout. <laughs> really? Yeah. What, before Tony arrives? So he no, knows he's who standing it is, there. He and Shuri are standing there. It's like a wedding. And uh, you go in, there's a little man, little sort of, you know, butler or something who, you know, it's like in a Jane Austen film when they sort of do that. It's ridiculous. And they, and, uh, and, and they announce you. But like, he's only a few feet away and he's only, I don't know why he's shouting. And I don't know why. And he knows That's who so you funny. are. It's all, it's all full of famous people who helped him on his campaign. And anyway, blah, blah. Yes. Chris, I could do this all day, but uh, those decks are not going to stain themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> are we on to staining now? Well, thank you. I've got That's, to stain them because the um, pool people are coming. I mean, it's a very complicated story, but I've got, and uh, Anthony, who looks after our place down the hill, gate, this is so boring, but I'm fascinated by it. And I'm going to assume that you are too. Like I, the, the <laughs> kind of stain that they did a few years ago doesn't exist anymore. I went to the hardware shop. He looked at me as though I was asking for like, you know, a, a monocle or something in an in a, in a optician <laughs> shop. And he said, they don't make that kind anymore. You have to get one that's similar. But then Anthony told me that the man who'd done our decks had a couple of cans of it in his attic or whatever. And so he gave them to me. And then you mix it up with this other oh. stuff. And so I'm going to stain my own stain my own decks because of... Uh, Sheets? Decks. <laughs> yes. So it's <laughs> I, I thought I might do it this weekend, but it's been rainy. But that's well, what I'm my job do is th- today is to stain my fucking decks. 
and that's not a euphemism. Well, bless lockdown for its some some silver linings. I'm going to go and do some exercise, less of a silver lining. Hopefully get the power back on and sorted here. But thank you. It's been a wonderful episode. So nice. Who's our next guest next week, Chris? Next guest, we've got another heavy hitter, another icon. We've got Sadiq Khan, Mayor of London. Sadiq Khan. He's I like him so much. I wish I was in. I didn't do this interview. I shall be. If you think, if, no. I should point that out in case you think I'm, you know, uncharacteristically quiet in the <laughs> during it. <laughs> Alan was very sad that day. He just <laughs> sat in a corner eating a sandwich, but um, silently. Yeah, it's like it's like a warm, soothing bubble bath. This interview. He's such a lovely man. I learned a ton. Really fascinating. Cannot wait for you all to hear it. And in the meantime, people, please, goodness rate subscribe review on apple podcasts and eat your greens i'm going to say that too and what's the email address you send things to hello at homo sapienspodcast.com okay peeps um well i'll talk to you next week have a lovely one next week talk to you next week bye bye everybody thank you Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.